Niger Nerds. Hello and welcome to Niger's Geeking Out. This will be an episode of Geeking Out on Comics. And with me, our fellow comic geeks, Cakes. How's it going, Cakes? Hey, Wally. Hi, hi guys. Hello, everyone in podcast world. Uh, it's uh, great to be back. We didn't miss a week this time, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well done, us. Okay. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Um, and also resident DC Comics geek and invisible <laughs> DC Comics geek, if you're looking at the video. Tunde. How's it going, Tunde? It's fantastic to be here again. Ready to talk about good DC Comics this time around. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, there is actually a pretty good DC comic that I would want to talk um, about as well. Um, and then, of course, there is uh, myself. I am Wale. Uh, and our esteemed host, Dakbor. How's it going, Dakbor? I'm fine. I'm fine. Hi, everybody. Can't wait to talk about one of my favorite comics today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So take it away, Dakbor. Let's hear about your favorite comic. Yeah, oh, prizes to anyone for guessing what it is. No, Wally, we're gonna <laughs> His favorite comic. We're gonna save to save the best for the last. <laughs> Let, let's start with DC first. Uh, <laughs> this is the best this week. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about a, a comic called Far Sector. Anybody yes. heard of this? Yes, lovely comic. I must confess, despite my status as a um, DC DC <laughs> fan um, in 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 question, I think another point against my DC fandom is the part that the fact that I wasn't aware of Far Sector uh, until it was mentioned um, in the run up to this podcast, and. I took a look at it and was like, oh my God, N.K. Jemison writing Green Lantern. I need to get me some of this. So yeah, um, Far Sector, Tunde, I'm going to be standing beside you shoulder to shoulder, defending <laughs> it against these Marvel, against these Marvel interlopers. So Tunde, take it away. Before we announce Civil War on this <laughs> text, have you read it yet? I haven't. No, no, oh. I, I haven't. But to be fair, I've I've heard fantastic things about Far Sector before today. Like I've I've heard nothing but good things. Um, but I just for some reason haven't gotten around to it. So okay. could somebody give me some? Let, before I give my view, let today <laughs> let, yeah. let today the, the, the guy uh, uh, take the yeah. show. Okay. Today, tell me what Far Sector today, about. Today should also um, introduce us to it too, because um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Factor is Far Sector is written by N.K. Jemisin. She's a fantasy author. And it really shows in the book. It shows in the way she writes and structures her stories here. So it's about a new Green Lantern, Sojourner Mullen. She is sent to a new planet to, as a diplomatic agent to come and oversee some particular case there. So the conceit of the story is that on this particular planet, they've all turned off their emotions for the past 1,000 years or so, a couple of centuries. So nobody feels any emotion. They all act rationally and intelligently. So some the there's a mother, there's a mother, and somebody had turned on back their emotion and killed someone else. So she's trying to investigate it. But in the middle of investigating it, she's also learning more about the culture. There are three different races here, how they interact with themselves. There's a burden protest in the in the world against locking up your emotions. So she's trying to figure out what's the best way forward and how to achieve this with diplomacy. So 
one of the biggest strengths of this book is that there is no there she's not doing it with all these flashbang powers because she's not as strong as a regular green lantern aha so so, so that was Go on, sorry. So there's that. No, she, she doesn't have as much power as a regular Green Lantern, but on the other hand, she doesn't need to recharge her ring because okay. it recharges automatically. Okay. So she's not leaning too much on overpowering people. Okay. She has to rely more on her diplomatic connections, convincing people okay. about what to do. So it's an interesting piece for a Green Lantern comic where it's not, it's not about the flash. Yeah. It's about her trying to understand this new culture and figure out the best way forward. So it's been a fantastic read, all true. Oh, that's good. Because I was I was actually going to ask that. I was going to ask, there's something special about this Green Lantern. And and how many Green Lanterns are we going to have for Sector 2814? She's not in 2814. She's not in 2814. She's uh-huh. like so, somewhere far away. Okay. Yeah, but then I, I understand Cakes is like, how many human Green Lanterns are we going to are have? Gonna have? Well, but yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of canon in the Green Lantern world, mm. which is basically the whole idea that the whole lie about human beings being crap lanterns was actually put together because human beings are actually awesome green lanterns so you're gonna get the best green lanterns from there uh, essentially Uh, and yeah uh, one thing i will add to what sunday has said is that the artwork on this book is just incredible um yeah it is beautiful reading reading the the comic was just not difficult at all because of the art and it's it's not just the quality of the lines. I mean, it is, it's so beautiful. And it's the issues that I read, um, the, the more recent ones, just kind of leap off the page. Um, and I remember back in the day, especially um, around the time of uh, the New 52, I really enjoyed reading all the Green Lantern books, not just Green Lantern books, all the Lantern books that were released at that time, including Red Lanterns and, of course, um, Kyle's beautiful Rainbow Lantern book and the rest of them, mainly because Green Lantern books are usually very visually arresting because of all the the colors. This book managed to do that with practically no constructs in the latest issue. Um, and just nothing more than this incredibly imaginative alien world. I wow. just thought that was, it was beautiful. Then to what Tunde said, um, he talked about the quality of the writing. Um, this is written by N.K. Jemison. She manages to put um, contemporary political issues into the story yes. in a way that's not amateurishly shoved in the way a lot of the, um, shall we say, less professionally written, quote unquote, uh, no, I I won't use that. I won't use that three letter acronym. Uh, (laughs) I would say, I would say more activists, more more activist focused um, um, comic books, especially on on the Marvel side, have tried to do. It's, it weaves it in um, with the skill of someone who understands uh, weaving political narratives in uh, in a novel, and I thought that was I thought that was refreshing. I thought that was great. Oh, wow! <laughs> that, well, you haven't said anything. Well, I've seen all this glowing. I'm hearing all this You're glowing, smiling, glow, glowing praise for this book. Quite shocking. Um, let's start with the art. Yes, I have to agree with Wally. The art is absolutely stupendous. Um, I, had to look, I, I went to look up the artist because I thought, oh, this guy's great. It's a guy called Jamal Campbell. Very good um, art. I love it. And yeah, it, it, it just works so well. 
in the, in the book. But just how to draw a butch black girl without making her just look like a man. Oh, yep. I, I actually, got that right. Uh, one good point there. I do like the stylized look of of the lantern of the green lantern herself. I, yeah, she just she looks unique from all the other um, lanterns. It's great. I even, think she's lovely. Even the costume, you know, it, it's it's well designed. It's 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 a piece of work. And so I was going to. I said but earlier. There's no there's no buts really. I, I like this comic. I can't. <laughs> look at, look at this man. Look at this man. I was getting. I was getting ready. Exactly. We're getting getting ready to either throw pitchforks or to I, I can't really uh, hate, I mean, assist to deal with the throwing of pitchforks. I have, I have to repeat something Wally said about the the nounce hand. She she. It's two things she's done here. Her political, the political discussion, discourse in the book is handled well with, with good announcements. It's, it's not straightforward, bad hair, evil hair. There's no such thing. She's also built a and what she kind of done is she's, she's built this culture of three different races, and she's given some backstory to it. So we now understand where they're coming from. The, yeah, so when you're reading it, um, being a human being who's not one of these three races, we're able to read it without any invested interest in one side over the other. So we're now able to see, and it's really, it is a, 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 um, a critique on our own society, but you can read it without thinking about that while you're reading it. And then when you, when you sit down, you go, ah, oh, actually, <laughs> you know, I know. So, so yeah, it, it's very well written. I love this character. One thing I like about the book is, is, is at the moment, it's very divorced from the rest of DC. You wouldn't yep. even notice the DC world out there. It's 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 her in this planet far away doing her thing, and you know it's 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 very good. I I think that's one of the book's strengths. I think the fact yep. that that it's able to just exist in its own little world doesn't have to shoehorn itself into another world is great. And I really I think I don't know whether this was requested by the author herself, but if it was, I think she's a genius because she's done something that's going to completely remove her character from all the um, sort of mainstream comic book stupidity by basically making her character like a weak Green Lantern. And the fact that she's weak is part of the story. So we're not going to have any nonsense like, oh my God, how is she stronger than Hal Jordan? Uh, is she the, the most powerful Green Lantern that ever existed? Blah, blah, blah. That entire conversation is just gone. It's like, she's not even going to be a factor, right? It's like, yeah, she's the weakest Green Lantern. We're going to write a great story about a weak Green Lantern. The end, right? And I like that. And but there's a, there's a slight problem here. She's joining the Justice League next year, and I don't like that. Ah. So I don't like the fact that she's joining the Justice League next year. So you it's know what? Something... You know, go on, go on, Tunde, finish. So it's something I don't want to happen. And... As per the one that I need to note about this particular Green Lantern is that even though her power levels are said to be lower than other Green Lanterns, the way she uses her constructs, the way she uses her Green Lantern powers, the casual way she just uses her powers is fantastic. Like you see her using her powers for to make a new jacket, to make a new cloth, to make as in the, the she just uses it casually and it's well done. As in every time I see it, at work, it's just always beautiful. It's brilliant. I, it's it's what I it's basically I think this this is to me, this is a better example of what I call um uh, I used to call the John Byrne effect. Uh, the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name properly. John Byrne? I don't know. John Byrne. 
Yeah, that's John Byrne. Byrne. Yeah, I thought that's his name, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. this is, I call it John Byrne effect, but I think more recently and more more shockingly and polarizingly, the Snyder effect, yeah. which which basically is <laughs> you you nerf a character's power level, yeah, because you take a character whose oh, powers are ridiculously yeah. high, you knock the power level down, okay, because the fact that their powers ridiculously high makes them stupid since they're not using that full power. So you knock it down and then you show how the fact that you knocked it down still makes them ridiculously powerful, um, easily as powerful as they've been shown to be in other areas. So um, what John Byrne used to do with Superman then was he sort of like reduced Superman's powers, uh, but Superman used those powers intelligently. So he was still a really cool character. Snyder actually did the same thing, but most people don't notice it because the nerfed Superman is still ridiculously powerful in the Man of Steel uh, movie, but that Superman is nowhere near as strong as Superman in the comics, right? He's it's the speed at which he flies. He doesn't fly faster than the speed of light or whatever, right? Um, the 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 amount of strength that he's able to put out, you know, the amount of damage that's done when he hits things. It's like he's he's not going to be splitting a planet in two. You you, you know, you, you had me until until Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that's why I said contentious, right? But the truth of the matter is, I don't want us to go into to no, let's not. the minute details not. of that. Basically. But it sounds, sounds like a good book for our sector. I, I'm going to jump on it before it, next it week. Is. Yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly up. recommend it to, to anybody. Up. And it's one of those books that I have to, every now and then, I go back and reread the whole run. From yep. when anyone comes out, sometimes I go, right, actually, I'm going to read back from one again. Just to yeah. catch all the analysis. Yeah, very, very good book. That's good. Easy book, good book. Great. So uh, I think today, that's win for DC. enough for this month. <laughs> in terms of DC DC's winning this month. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Now, going from DC, let's go to the House of Ideas. Um, they started a an event. Um to be funny enough, the two books we're, we're, so we're going to talk about two books in Marvel, both by the same writer actually, and the first one is this event. So he started this event called the King in Black. Um, I take it everybody's read. Anybody is, has everybody read it or who's not read it? Okay, while he's shaking his head, I've read it. Yeah, I've read it. Yeah. Okay. Um, your Kex, go with you. Your um. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm starting to feel like I'm the negative Nelly on this podcast, and oh, I don't like we, anything. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm starting to feel that way. Yeah, but you know what? I'll, I'll I'll put in a caveat first. I don't typically. I don't. I think the last symbiote event I liked was Maximum Carnage. And that's how far back I went. Yeah. I, I go like I'm not a big fan of symbiote stories. Like um, you know. Uh, um, I think planet. There was one about a planet. I can't remember. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that was called. Um, absolute carnage. I didn't love. So this, you know, I, I I tried to go in with an open mind. To be fair, I did like um, Silver Surfer back in black. Okay. There was a Silver Surfer. Like I was limited, limited, and and Newell wasn't it. This, so <clears throat> let me let me just give you guys a bit of. Uh, um, so the God of Symbiotes, a character called Noel. Noel. Let's let's go with Noel. That's K N U L L. No, yeah, no. I think yeah it's, probably it's, a null value. Yeah, no value. It's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so null's coming to Earth, 
uh, and he's bringing his full might and his armada of uh, dragons, of symbiote dragons. So they're like, yeah, so they're not little dragons, but they're not huge dragons, but they're all covered by the symbiote and he can control all of them mentally. And he's coming to Earth to get Brock. So uh, Brock's pissed him off for the last time and he's coming to Earth to uh, assimilate Brock. Uh, so at the start of the, you know, at the start of the, uh, of, of the comic, we, you know, we realize that uh, um, Null's coming. The Avengers are aware. They are, you know, putting contingencies. They've got contingencies in place. You know, Tony Stark is, um, you know, back at Avengers, uh, Avengers Mountain. He's coordinating, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, Star Wars, SDID, you know, the, the, the space defense uh, initiative. And, you know, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got satellites and defense satellites and stuff. And, you know, they try to, they fail, of course, the first, you know, that's the first uh, stage gates. They fail. Um, Nor gets through with, uh, you know, some of, you know, a, a few of the uh, uh, dragons still. Uh, so they have to now start fighting both on the ground and in the air. So, um, so we see, we see Eddie Brock and his son and, you know, uh, Eddie's trying to get his son to safety so that he can actually go and face Null. And, um, you know, Null's come for him. Um, yeah. and, uh, so, so yeah, so we, we see that for the first comic, um, you know, the, the first issue, the art's fine. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's symbiotes and, you know, when that, that whole slime effect, I just, it just kind of gets to me sometimes and I'm like, uh, okay, you know, this is fine. But you know, that, that's, that's just a really brief, um, I'm tired of talking now. What do you guys think? What did, Tunde, what did you think? Okay. So I'm not really familiar with the symbiotes like that as much as you are. The last one I read was the Grasshopper issue by Nidhi Okara for that particular event uh-huh. where a new character stormed Black Panther uh-huh. in the back. <laughs> so that's the last time I read anything related to Steve. That was a terrible comic. <laughs> <laughs> so coming into these events with like a completely fresh eyes, there are some moments I liked. The symbols falling to Ed, that particular panel, that whole one-page panel, I love that view. The whole relationship between Brock and his son, I liked it. But the whole invasion, the invasion of symbols was just... I don't know, it was... I, I didn't relate to it at all. It didn't feel... Yeah. It didn't feel particularly apocalyptic. It didn't feel like this is a very serious thing. The entire Avengers force, they've forgotten how to fight yeah. monsters. They yeah. don't know how to fight monsters anymore. So they, Tony Stark just dropped a few bombs and declared all was lost. Yes. And that was the end. Symbiotes actually apparently can control... What's it called? Celestials now. So that's a thing. Yes. And the Celestials were actually defeated easily by Sentry. So that's another thing. And Sentry got beaten up by Symbiote. Then Symbiote covered up the entire earth. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Am I supposed to feel like... What is happening here? There was no real no. sense of threat. It felt odd. That you're you're so right. It felt very strange, you know. And maybe because we jumped right into the action, and there was no build up to it. Build up to it. So I was wondering maybe they built up a bit before the event started in other comics. But for this particular storyline, I think from the beginning, I was just like, okay, what's going on? And I didn't really care about much of what is happening, except the relationship between Eddie and his son. That's I cool. love that bit. Yeah. yeah. That, well, what are your thoughts? <sighs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play two parts. Here. I'm, I'm gonna defend it to an extent, but I'm also gonna bash it to an extent. I am not just like Kex. I've never been a big fan of the symbiotes. 
Um, even even Venom always left me cold. The only time I actually liked Venom was when he became Venom. Um, oh, I forgot it. Oh, the mercenary, the 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 soldier. Yes, you know when when he went Clinton. The Thunderbolts. Yes. So I, I'm not a big fan of symbiotes generally. They have been building up this story for quite a while. To be, to be fair to um, Donny Cates, so there's been almost like more than a year now they've been building up this story, and they've also weaved it into the whole Necro Sword storyline and God the Butcher. Butcher. So they have it. It, it, it has got some deep ties back, but. I did think the first issue of because I knew some backstory. I knew I knew more of the stakes. I, I knew why that celestial was easily to be easily controlled. I understood why the void. So basically, almost anything to do with the void shadows seems to be now originated from Noel. Hence, why I could do all that. I, I kind of get it, but I read that event and I'm like, mm, okay, it's okay. And that's because more. I'm not. I'm not. A great, Fellow symbiotes, but I did. You're right. I like his son. His son has been a great addition mm. to Eddie Brock's Gillen. story, and I, I, I've been reading the Venom books as well. And he's been quite good in it. And some of the books have been getting better. And for me to say it's getting better when it comes to symbiotes, it's, it's seen a lot. <laughs> I really don't like. I, I don't know why. I've never really liked symbiotes generally. Um, so it's it, it's 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 okay. Now the thing is, I know Donny Case is a good story writer. Having said that, he has. He has a set of reputation for opening big and opening big and, and not sticking the landing. That's generally been the, you know, what people label against him. That, oh, he, he, he puts all these things, but he, he can't finish. You know, but I'm keeping an open mind. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's an okay opening. I wasn't, I didn't hate on it. I didn't, I didn't love it as well. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, see where, see where it goes. The, the only thing is, though, is this tie, they've now tied this guy to the back history of almost the universe of Marvel Universe. So he's he's now there from the very beginning of the universe. He, yep. he, he, he was dealing with the Celestials back then. He was dealing with, you know, so he's now, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I'm a bit biased because I don't like the symbols. I don't, I don't want them to be part of the big deal. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I know they're, they're there. And I don't know if you guys, I, I don't know, Wally, are you, are you, how, how, how do you feel about uh, Venom and the symbols and Carnage and, and, because the the family, I don't know if you you if you ever read uh, uh, Absolute Carnage or anything before that, but the families, the symbiote families expanded a lot. So yeah, yeah you know, even back from like the, the late nineties, I think even the mid nineties. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there. you know, Riot and Phage and and Lasher and you know, there's like Anti-Venom, so many of them now. Anti Venom and Anti Venom and and yeah, they're all they're like they're a massive family now of 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 symbiotes with all kinds of colors and stuff. So I don't know how 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 are you looking forward to, to this event? So so the reason I haven't even bothered with King and Black is because symbiotes. I think I've never liked the concept. Um, that being said, I did enjoy the Venom movie. But only because it was kind of stupid, you know. It's kind of silly. Like the idea, the idea of symbiotes to me was has just always been silly. It's like um, even from the first time I read the sort of new Spider-Man comics when I was young, you could tell the world of real life was intruding on the comic world in this sort of meta fashion, where. Uh, we want to create a new costume for Spider-Man, so we're going to randomly come up with this stupid new story. And somehow 
your your symbiotes have to have like the spidey eyes and everything All of and it. then this mm -hmm. you know and you look at that and you go this is this is this is kind of a this is this is a the sort of coincidence that's a bit lame you know so from sort of like from a from a serious standpoint I've just never liked symbiotes at all. Um, but I have been able to enjoy individual symbiote stories. Okay. Um, I really like Eddie Brock as a character. <clears throat> uh, I don't mind I don't I don't mind the new Eddie Brock. I never liked yeah. the old bully Eddie Brock, the very <laughs> hypermuscular yeah. one. I was, I was Yeah, but, but back in the day I liked the way that Eddie Brock was kind of used as a way to just sort of um um, sort of scam your way out of the whole idea that superheroes are not supposed to kill anyone, right? No, um, by having him have this um, innocent rule and making him an anti-hero and all yeah. that. I thought that was really cool. And I, I kind of liked that about him. Um, and every now and then I've read stories that I thought uh, were interesting. I, I read the original introduction of Carnage to mm -hmm. the world of Spider-Man. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Likewise, and, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, th I, thought, I thought that... That was kind of cool, except for the meta bits that yeah. you had to ignore. So when it comes to symbiotes, uh, well, yeah, all right. Um, and then um, I don't know whether um, I, I vaguely heard Auntie Neddy's name when you were talking. Someone mentioned Neddy for with King mm, of Lions. I did. Yeah, Tunde, you mentioned it. <laughs> um, the most recent symbiote story I read mm -hmm. was written by her. Um, and I'm one of her number one fans. I really like um, the. F I really liked the fact that she was writing a Marvel comic, but that comic was so incredible. Oh, I didn't like bad. that. I didn't like that comic at all. Oh my god, it was terrible. <laughs> it was I didn't so like that comic. unbelievably bad oh. that it kind of rocked me to my core and made me <laughs> question a lot of things. Like I've been advocating for her to to write uh, this comic book stories how could she have gotten so wrong yeah. you know with such, such with such power and who knows yeah. it might be that when she was introduced to the concept of a symbiote the sheer stupidity of it <laughs> just made her just go you know yeah what? Oh, oh it's that kind of story okay let's take it to yeah, exactly Let, let's, let's 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 play with this a bit yeah. So yeah. So that's me and symbiotes. Um, sorry, I have nothing to add about that's... King Black. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I, I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. I don't, I don't think there's much else to uh, to be said really on, on this. Yeah. Um, we, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. hopefully there'll there'll be some good storylines in there. Hope, hopefully, uh, it's just that it just leaves me cold. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue to watch the space but you know exactly it just left one feeling like yeah you know what, what was that yeah. you know now the earth is covered and let, let's see what happens um, and, and, and yeah. the funniest thing is they didn't even do the continuity well the, the last issue of Venom mm -hmm. which leads into this one where that ended and where this one starts kind of conflicts each other literally they just oh. got it totally wrong Oh, when, really, I have to read. I have to read the last. And the end of the comic, they come back from a mission. This um, Eddie Brock and his son, and they come back to Earth. Oh my God, what happened? The Earth is covered in darkness. That's where. They, that's where they first come into. Oh into no! Yeah, oh, this no. Book. That's not the case. So I just laughed at that bit. <laughs> no. But anyway, continuity issues. Okay. Unless, unless anybody's got anything else to say on this one, I no. think move on. No, just nothing is a Marvel event. Like, <laughs> Marvel have many bad events. Let's 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 not let's not sugarcoat it. They have good ones and they have bad ones. This may, at the moment, this is not shaping up to be so far one of the good ones in my mind. No, let's, let's see. 
Yep. Right. What have we got now, next? Moving on to another book. One of the best characters ever to come from this table of any comic book in the history of comic books. So, guys, Dapo has the hugest smile on his... This is actually disconcerting. Like, just looking at him, how happy he is by this, what he's about to announce. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let him get there. Okay, that will go. Do it. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just a, a book from Marvel called a Tor. You know, that, 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 that slightly unknown character called Tor. Yeah, see, um, he, he's, a great, he's a great friend of mine. That's why these guys are laughing at me. Uh, but I just also happen to think currently the same writer Donny Cates is on it and he, I think at the moment he's knocking it out of the park I think he's writing a really great story um, he, he's he's now started a new storyline regarding Donald Blake and I know I know Kex you've read it and I know I have I have he's read it I've read it yeah I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure while he's not read it so <laughs> I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to do the honors <laughs> of giving Wally some background on this one do it, do it. So basically, you well, you, you do you remember a character called Donald Blake who used to be Thor's secret identity? Yep, absolutely. Guy with the walking stick. Yeah, that was great. So basically, the the whole idea of the story is that when Thor becomes Thor, this Donald Blake, which was a a, a created like almost like a fake person created by Odin to 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 teach Thor how to be humble, he goes away to this almost I'll call it a virtual reality. Like a, a happy virtual reality where he's playing around, and he doesn't know it's a virtual reality. He thinks it's, it's a real world. Every everything is nice and shiny. Playing kids is is having a nice life there. Now Thor's not been Donald Blake for a while now. Since you know he's he's, he's got he's grown beyond the need for Donald Blake, so he's forgotten Donald Blake in this this virtual reality. And but now Thor's hammer is playing up. He can barely lift it, yet everybody and their cats can lift the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's he doesn't understand what's going on. You know, it's it's like like the all the enchantments by Odin are coming unraveled. Yeah. So he decides, actually, you know what? When they swap when he swaps places with Donald Blake, he knows he, he where he goes, he goes to this place where he can see the elder gods, the dead gods. So he decides, actually, you know what? I need to go and talk to some of these people. What's going on here? So he decides for the first time in a long time that, oh, I'm going to swap places with Donald Blake. And he, so he, he asked he asked Loki, oh, can you watch out? For, can you take care of Donald Blake while he's around? I'm going, you know. So he, he does a little switcheroo. And then he comes to this, <laughs> the place where Donald Blake was meant to be. It's now like a, a nightmare. Donald Blake is basically, while, while nobody was no, nowhere known, the world, the world serpent who also noticed that the magics were unraveling, finally ma- managed to make his way into this virtual reality. He's been trying to before, he could never get in, because all these attacks were so strong. But he's now got in, and he went in there and told Donald Blake, oh, you know this place you are, you know this is not real. And basically pulled the curtain away from Donald Blake's eye and, and let Donald Blake know you've just been sat here for millions of years. few questions. Yes. Sorry. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you. A yeah. few questions. One was time not passing for Donald Blake while he was in that place. No, no, not really, because Donald Blake is not even a human being per se. It's a construct. So they put uh, uh. a construct in a fake environment. Yeah. So in his mind, until the curtain was lifted, the scales fell from his eyes. Every morning was I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Everyone uh, waves to him. Everyone well. knows him. It's sunny all the time. Everyone, but because he wasn't conscious of that. 
Hmm. It was just like, I have a fantastic life until uh, Yomungand or what's yeah, his name, yeah, the, yeah. the world serpent, yeah. told him about hmm. um, his existence. It's amazing. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, something else that I that I wanted to ask while you were going through that story, Odin, where is he in the comic world? Is he gone? Is he in the Odin sleep? Why isn't he around to to put his unraveling um, enchantments back together? O Odin is one of those things he does per periodically where he goes away. You don't, you know, he's handed he's handed over the keys to his son. He's, he's been gone for. Almost a year now, I think. Okay. okay. So Tor, Tor, Tor is king of Asgard at the moment. Right. And he has the Odin for, he has all the powers. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. So Odin, Odin's not around. Except the ones that matter, like, you know, taking care of the enchantments that are supposed to exactly. take the whole world. Yeah. 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 Typical, typical <laughs> Marvel comics. The problem with Tor is Tor's never been great at magic. He has all those powers. That's always been Loki's province, and he has. It's part of why he went to Loki for advice, and, and he, well, he tried to lie to Loki, but Loki's sort of Loki <laughs> lies. He goes, listen, you can't lie to a liar. I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he went. To... So basically, Thor, Thor finds himself in this virtual reality, right? And Donald Blake's now come back. Here. He's basically he's lost his marbles. He's killed everybody in that virtual reality, with because he's a doctor with a scalpel. He's taking the power of the Earth Serpents onto him, into himself, and he's now come back into the real world. So you've got a, a mad Donald Blake with the power of the World Serpent and Thor's power in Asgard. <laughs> and he proceeds to wipe out half the Asgardian army. Easily. <laughs> Easily. So before, before, before that revelation about him taking on the power of the World Ser Serpents, I was reading the issues, and I was like, no! No. And I went into the WhatsApp group. I was like, what kind of rubbish is this? Like, how, is, <laughs> how is this guy bitting yep. Ray? Go on today. <laughs> yep. So I, that part, that part actually threw me off a bit where he beat the entire, the, what's it called again? The three heroes beat all the army. Yeah. The warrior three beat the entire army of Asgard and transported Asgard they, to it. They to already got, they already got jobbed in the Marvel comics movie. So I don't see what their hype is anymore. Warriors. Oh, yeah, but apart from Volstag, they're a big deal. Apart from Volstag, I don't, I don't rate either one of them. I don't rate. Uh, is it? Fendel yeah, but it trashed Volstag. He did, bro. I'm just saying that. Vols, I'm just, yeah, and not just that. He grabbed Volstag with one arm and threw him out the window. I was like, yep. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I couldn't wait to finish it so I could rant and rave. That how can you tell me that a doctor is just going to come and do all these things? Then. Where the world you serpents. learn he has both the, he has part yes. of the Odin Force yes. and the, yes. the Great Serpent. Yes. Yes. One yes. thing I really enjoyed about it is the justified anger Donald Blake feels about the entire incident. He has been locked up. By the time he realized it, he realized it a long time ago, mm -hmm. and he has been Wait. walking around trying to find out how to mm -hmm. escape and all that, realizing mm -hmm. that he's actually trapped in a hell dimension yep. before he even got the power to escape. So when he's angry with Thor and the rest of them, you understand that he's actually very Absolutely. justified. So yeah. 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 So, I'm, so I'm really hoping about how that will be settled. I really hope they don't just lock him up in a prison or something like that. I really hope they actually settle that particular, they take that thread line to the conclusion properly. Yeah, it, I, I mean, 
and you're right. One of the things I like about the book was because a lot of times you see these these new villains giving a really lame reason as to what yeah. they're doing, what they're doing. I like the way I like the way the, they, they said that. Listen, the word serpent himself feels like he's a he's like a plaything by Odin, and he, he felt some some kind of affinity with the Listen, the same way Odin's treated me is the way Thor's treating you. You're just this plaything for him. Yeah. And, and so it kind of like he he stopped the anger within within Donald Blake. So I want to see where it's going to go. That last panel kind of scared me a bit. <laughs> I liked it where he gave. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, if you're going to predict, and, and that last panel for you know, I'm going to spoil it now. So if you don't want to know, look away. He, Donald Blake's going to go went to go and see Jane Foster in the hospital. Yes. So what is your prediction? You reckon she's going to murk him? Will she? Yeah. You think so? She's going to go for on him? I don't. I don't. I think Jane Foster is very is a very very clever person. Okay. I think she's way more intelligent than than the actual Thor. So I think she's going to suss that there's something broken about this guy. You know, I haven't seen him in this long. Da, 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 da. So I don't think he's going to. He's. I, I don't know what his his intentions are now. Is it to kill her? Or to well, I think take her hostage or something. He, I think he said there was a statement like, "All the things he loves." I'm all the things that, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So, and, and then the next things you, you see him talking to her. Yes. So, I mean, that, that that was the conclusion I came to. That oh, he's going to try and, you know, murk her. Yeah, I don't think he's going. But I really hope she, I really hope for a completely different direction for this. I really hope instead of making her, he, she helps him see through the rage. And all that because I don't want her and him to just end up fighting and she beats him yeah. up and things like that happen. Yeah. I actually want a different direction for this particular yeah. character. Yeah. I don't want it to turn out to be the stereotypical villain of the story and all that. I actually want him and I want her to face the consequences of him ignoring this particular character all this while. Yes. Because this is actually a consequence of Thor forgetting about yeah. his responsibilities. Yes. He didn't realize that he had this particular responsibility and he just left it there and forgot Guys, about it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I had forgotten about Donald Blake. Everybody has. <laughs> so if us, the readers, had forgotten about, you know, that, you know, we never actually say, do you remember when, you know, Donald Blake used to hit, hit uh, a stick, you know, a walking stick, yeah. and then it will turn to a hammer and he'll, but it's, it's, and I, and I, and this always slightly, could, or this confused me of late, like of recent that. So, you know, because we all grew up with Donald Blake changing to Thor, and now Thor is always here. And, was there is there a man called Donald Blake somewhere who but turns out he was never even really a man he was yeah. just a construct and with a backstory that had been you know and when you see him reading that book and he's looking at thunderstrike and he's looking at all the past stores and oh that was good story ah oh. yeah that and, was good oh. ripping up those pages in, in annoyance <laughs> like you can understand how someone would go mad. So yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. I'm really loving it. Yeah. yeah so, and, uh, and for anybody who, who wants to read for, I mean, this is, we've been talking about the last two issues, but Donny Kate's taken over for about eight to six, eight to 10 issues so far. 10 issues. Yeah. And, and the first six, eight are epic. They're so epic in scope. I mean, you get to see Tor basically kill Galactus and now Galactus head. Is, is, is like um, the gateway to Asgard yeah. at the moment currently. So it's, <laughs> it, 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 has been doing some great things with Thor and I think he's going to carry on doing um, great things. Well, touch wood. 
and we'll see how how this goes. So, anyway, any, any last comments on tour before we move on? Oh, we can no, start sure about, oh, talk about tour for the next two hours. If <laughs> no, I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Honestly, I, I really can't. Yeah, it's 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 good. You should get on that Thor ten. Okay. Actually, Thor one one to ten. Sorry. No, I said Thor number ten, issue yeah. number ten. But I was like, no, actually, go to, from issue one and just yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, if anybody wants to start, I said start, start from issue one. You, yeah. you, you, you won't regret it. It's, it's a great book. Right now, we get to that part of the. Oh, actually, no, I was going to go on to your best picks, but we need to talk about at least give a shout out to in, another event from DC. We really don't need to talk about this. <laughs> We do. <laughs> oh god. Okay. You know I don't even think, has anyone read it? Has any of us read it? Endless Winter. I, I, I read it. Okay. I oh man. It. Yeah. I read that one. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, guys! Wally has his hand. Oh. <laughs> he <dead> in his hands. <laughs> it was so unbelievably bad. <laughs> so bad. This it's almost be... like DC is running a, they're, they're sort of running an experiment with that book to sort of go, okay, what can we get away with when we just sort of have um, the the Justice League and um, a, a, a big event title just sort of slapped on top of it? Can we get away with just not even thinking through anything at all and just creating... Let's see what happens. Crap story. Let's see whether it still gets to number one in the charts. I think that's probably what they're doing. Because it's so bad, it was like a filler episode. I mean, I read it. I thought, oh, it's just like um, one of those, you know, random one-shot Justice League things they used to kind of pad. Uh, but then I found out it was supposed to be this. When I got to the end, and it was like, oh, this continues in The Flash. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this, is, this is a big event. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. Even the art of, of uh, the even the artwork. I, I mean, Wonder Woman looks like she looks terrible. Oh God, Superman looks terrible. It, it is so bad. Honestly, only... I'm not going to say anything anymore. Well, they said it all for me. But Dako, I thought you would like it because it actually has a sort of Norse character in it that using a font stolen from even, even that could not save it for me even that could not save it for me Tunde you take it away what, what's your views on this I do like it I think the only good thing about the entire book is the name Endless Winter that's the only good thing about the book just that title someone, maybe someone came up with the title oh Endless Winter would be a good title for an event let's give it to someone to write about it everything that came up for me uh, just... sorry quick, quick stop for you there Tunde I think there's some crackling going on from somebody is it still going on? Yeah. It literally just started. I think it's from you, Tunde. Unfortunately, it seems to be from Tunde. Yeah. Well, um, no worries. Um, sorry, viewers uh, or listeners. We might have to uh, manage that for a while because um, Tunde is actually calling straight from Niger. And this happens with Niger Internet from time to time. This is Niger's geeking out. So this would happen from time to time. Uh, Tunde, you want to carry on? It's much better now. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no. But, but, but we, but we can hear what you're saying. So yeah, just, uh, just keep it uh, brief and short, I guess. It's bad. Okay, no 
Okay, you want to try disconnecting and reconnecting. You disconnect and connect to your microphone again while we carry on. Yeah, so I didn't like that. So, um, Wow, I think we're just going to end the discussion on on that book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give BC a chance. I was going to give. So, I was so like, cakes. Uh, yeah. Are you? What? Yeah. What? How? How? What do you? Uh, okay. So you haven't read it yet. So. I haven't read it. I haven't. I was going to give it a chance. I was going to think. Okay. You know what? Big event. Give it a chance. It's coming from across the pond at DC. See what happens. You know, because you know their last few events, I, I I've been either underwhelmed or. It, most of the time it's been very very confused i've said this before i didn't understand totality i didn't understand the metal i tried to read death metal but it's really 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 bad so i stopped so i thought you know i couldn't wait for a new event so i could you know i, I do feel you know because I, I still like batman you know regardless of what i say i still like batman i was like oh, i'll give it a chance but um yeah i'm 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 not going to do this anymore. Speaking of Batman, oh my god. We actually have a scene where the Justice League are fighting against these ice creatures in um, the Antarctic or whatever, the Arctic or whatever, whatever wherever Superman's um, Fortress of Solitude is. And they're just there. They're just like in, in, in midair fighting against these things. And Batman is there with um, a sort of a winter suit on with yeah. fur and everything. And he's going like that, you know, looking like a badass. And the question is, what, what is he doing? <laughs> literally what is batman doing here they everyone is flying they're all in mid-air fighting these ice monsters and batman is there just like posing <laughs> his cool new outfit and someone actually calls out the cool new outfit oh god it is so bad oh yeah so we did say oh batman i like your costume or something i said what <laughs> please Right, let's 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 go go on to this. Recommend, yeah, the recommends. Um, who wants to go first? Anybody, that you go first. Right, I'm actually not. There's a lot I could recommend this week, but I don't want to. I'm, okay. I'm not going to do anything this week because there's there's quite a lot of good books. I am actually going to recommend something that I always recommend to people. Uh, it's it's an old comic. It's 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 a collect. It's now a graphic novel. It's collected. It's called Planetary. If anybody's ever read, never read Planetary, please, please go and read it. It's it's by Warren Ellis, and oh god, I always forget the artist's name. The artist is one of my favorite artists, and I always forget his name. Great art, great, great story. It, it's it's almost like if you like anything to do with comics, fantasy, or sci-fi, this con- this comic contains it all. The, the 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 brief concept I would give you is: you have four people who are almost like the Fantastic Four. But they're not heroes. They they gain those powers and they, and they use it not in outright outright villainy, but they basically like use it to attain uh, uh, gain wealth and to suit themselves. It's really good, and it's about the stories about these other t- people who who try to not fight against them, but to try to bring down the established um, established. Oh. Established establishment, the establishments that these guys are putting in place. It's really good book, and it touches on so many genres. So there's there's, there's some Japanese uh, law in there. There's um, a Tarzan type person in there. There's sci-fi. There's John Carter of Mar. It's really really good. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever read Planetary, but I can't praise it enough. I haven't. I haven't read it. You know what? 
I haven't read it. <laughs> Wally, please tell me you've read it. No, I haven't. So, yeah, sounds read pretty it. good. It's oh. a good read. I'll add it to and I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. <laughs> Have you read it, please? Embarrassed. Yes, it's a good read, actually. I'm surprised they, they haven't read it. It's a I lovely read. Right. Kex always calls me the hype man. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I am going to f- go right into that. When I, when, I, when I list my top five stories ever, like I'll be saying things like Sandman. I'll be saying, I'll be saying like Dark Knight. I'll be like Miracle Man. Planetary is always in there as well. That's the level it is at for me. Wow. Okay. So okay. That's all I, I need to say. I, I'm I mean, 100% going to read it before the next today, one. Today, so. what, what, today. I mean, do you disagree with that? No, I actually don't. It's actually up there with one of the best comic books ever written. So, yeah. Hey, wow. so, so that's, my, that's my recommend for the week. Okay, great. Tinder, your audio is now perfect. So what's your ah, recommend for this week? Much better. Uh, my recommend for this week is a book by John Ridley, The Other Side of the DC Universe. Okay. So it's focusing on more like telling the story of other characters. Like for this one, it focuses on Black Lightning. Black Lightning has never been a character I liked. I've always disliked that character, both in the TV shows and every appearance he has made. But... <laughs> This particular book takes its history and focuses lens on just who this person is. And the artwork is actually amazing. It takes you through the real life history of Black Lightning, how he grew up, how he became who he is, his entire life story as a teacher, as a, as a father, his relationships. And one of the best parts about it is how he views the DC superheroes. He's a, he's a judgmental prick. So when he sees Superman, he calls Superman as a... Uh, uh, a man looking for validation from the, from everyone else. <laughs> when he sees Superman doing good, he said, "Oh yes, Superman is not good actually. Superman won't intervene in politics because he's looking for a Nobel Peace Prize." <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on like that. So it's actually a very fantastic read, and it also touches on on how black black superheroes are actually seen in this perceive. universe, yeah. and how DC universe black people actually perceive the Justice League right. as a whole. So I would oh, recommend wow. that, yeah. Okay, what's it called? The Other Side of the DC Universe, is that what it's called? Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. this, this, okay. is, this is very strange. I saw that it's book. so good. I saw that book, and I saw Black Lightning on the cover, and it's... <laughs> seen him on and the you cover. Just, yeah, you just switched off, yeah. Yeah, to- put me off totally. Yeah, I'm not it, a fan He's of one of my most disliked characters. I, I don't like him, yeah. You know, one of my most disliked black characters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what Tuna just said to me, I know, I know. What makes me want to go and... Well, I'm now going to go and read it. Tunde, God help you. <laughs> Please. But you, you, you've sold it to me. You've done a good job. <laughs> now no, I'm going to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe Wally. it's hope for Black Lightning. Maybe. Well, what's your recommendation this week? I'm going to go last. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, my recommend for this week is something that I actually wasn't expecting to like um, when, I, when, I, when I actually read it, um, but actually ended up kind of liking. Um, it was, um, or rather it is, um, issue 19 of the Digital First series, Wonder Woman, Agents of Peace. Um, so Wonder Woman, Agents of Peace is a sort of digital first series put together by DC Comics um, to sort of showcase a number of the old um, 100-page giant 
comics that Wonder Woman has featured in. And after a while, they just sort of segued into these one shots. So they're these interesting stories that are written by personalities. So this particular issue, um, issue 19, is written by Brian Edward Hill, who's actually one of the, um, I don't know what's executive writer or something. He's um, one of the bigwigs on the Titans TV show. And there's a bunch of other really cool stuff that he's written. Um, so I read this just to see uh, what it would be about. And um, at first, the only thing I really cared about was the fact that the artist is drawing a gorgeous Wonder Woman in this particular issue. She is beautiful. I mean, if you're someone who likes Wonder Woman like I do, you'll realize that um, you'll know that um, how well Wonder Woman is drawn kind of varies from artist to artist and some are really bad and some are just amazing and you're like can this can this okay. person just draw wonder woman forever and this is one of those issues so i thought okay. it would just be like that um, and i wasn't really hot on it because it was one of those stories that depowers wonder woman and i mm -hmm. really don't understand dc's fixation with taking away wonder woman's powers okay. um but i think it was handled pretty well Okay. In case. Um, so issue next 19? Story. Yes, issue 19, okay. Wonder Woman, um, Agents of Peace. Uh, pretty cool story um, okay. and a nice sideways look at Lex Luthor and who he is and what motivates him. And nice. also why Lex Luthor is not the villain in Wonder Woman books, because this book shows you that if he was the villain in Wonder Woman books, he wouldn't be a villain for very long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm serious then. Not, not because she would kill him, okay. but because he would just not be a villain after a while. Okay, okay. That's worth a read, yes. Wonder Woman and the Agents of Peace, issue 19. So for me, it is the uh, Dune comic book. And it is um, by, you know, of course, it's it's written by Frank Herbert. So it's just a visualization, really, of, 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 the, uh, of the novel. Um, and I don't know if anyone knows that I absolutely love Dune. Like I'm a big, the way people love Star Wars and that's how I feel about Dune. Like really passionately crazy about it. I love the world. My friend, we are brothers from another I mother. I love the, I have all, read all, books. all the books. I'm it a fanatic. It's um, incredible. If he had done what L. Ron Hubbard had done, I would be the high priest of his religion. <laughs> and that is the truth. I, I'm a big fan. So there is a Dune comic book, um, and it's about uh, about 160 odd pages. So it just tries to cover everything, and you know, it's it's just the first, it's just based on the first book. Um, so that is by I think uh, Abrams Comic Art. So they put it together. I've actually ordered the uh, hard copy. And oh, that wow. should be here on the tenth. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like fanatical about Dune. Uh, the so you should read it if you haven't even read the book. So this might make it easier for you. It's literally beat for beat. It is. Can, can I make a confession? Confession here. You've never read Dune. I, no, I read. I read it. Okay. I, think I, I don't bit, like it. Yes, I think I was a bit too young. I just. Okay. And so I, I think I read it when I was about nine or something like that. Okay. And I, I, all I remember was this. This is a mess. <laughs> and I never went back to it. And over the years, I had, I had a lot of praise for it from people who are rich. Yeah. I can't get that childhood memory out of my mind. Out of your head. <laughs> maybe this book. Maybe I might try the comic. Give it. Give it. Okay. Give it. Give the comic a whirl then. Give the comic a whirl. Hooked. From Absolutely. The first book. It, I could great. not put it down. 
So uh, after I finished it, I knew I had to read everything else that came from that world. Okay. It was incredible. It's good. Yes. So um, so that's my that's my recommend. It's it's June the the comic book by uh, Ebram Comic Art. So uh, and Muadib is coming out in believe this or not in twenty twenty two. Jesus, which is the second book. Um, so stay alive until 2022 so you can have the sequel to read. But it's good, guys. That's my recommend. So uh, that's it for me. And we've come to the end of an almost extra long show. You guys could talk, man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, right. Okay. Um, thanks, everybody, for coming on. Um, say your goodbyes to everybody out there in podcast land. <laughs> right, guys. Thanks very much again for joining us for an extra long episode. Uh, we got really carried away, but uh, rate, like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. Let Bye. us know if you want us to read anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to get some feedback here. Yeah, okay, bye bye. Sayonara, guys. Niger. Nerds. What?